back, my PCOS journey really started when I was early high school or maybe even a few years before, but it didn't really get started until I was in my late 20s having irregular cycles, not ovulating, and couldn't get pregnant. I was told I had PCOS and I would have a difficult to impossible time getting pregnant. And I was referred to an infertility specialist, but it was a four month wait to be seen. Today's episode is what happened in those four months that had an amazing impact on my life. And is the reason that I'm here today with a mission to help women reverse their PCOS and live free of the symptoms. You're listening to the PCOS Repair Podcast, where we explore the ins and outs of PCOS and how to repair the imbalances in your hormones naturally with a little medical help sprinkled in. Hi, I'm Ashleen Korczak, and with many years of medical and personal experience with polycystic ovarian syndrome, it is my joy to watch women reverse their PCOS as they learn to nourish their body in a whole new way. With the power of our beliefs, our mindset, and our environment, and the understanding of our genetics, we can heal at the root cause. I had gone to the doctor after 12 months of not being able to get pregnant. I had tried to make an appointment about three or four months in, but I was told that I couldn't be seen until 12 months of trying to get pregnant for an infertility type of an appointment. Side note on that, what I would recommend to you is that instead of saying I can't get pregnant and I would like to see the doctor, I would recommend saying that you're having irregular cycles. And then once they make your appointment, you can talk to the doctor about why the irregular cycles are concerning you because you want to get pregnant, but insurance doesn't cover infertility treatments until 12 months. And so they wouldn't let me even get started with the process, which turns out I actually had a diagnosis and I could have found out I had PCOS months and months and months earlier. And sure, insurance may not have paid for infertility treatments, but I could have started this journey six, seven, eight months earlier than I did. So learn from my mistake and ask for an appointment for irregular periods. All right, back to our topic of today. So I was diagnosed at that doctor's appointment with PCOS. And I think it was a follow-up appointment because at that you know, first appointment, they took a history, they ordered labs. Um, and then when I followed up, they told me that my labs were consistent with PCOS and started asking me questions about other PCOS symptoms other than the irregular and irregular cycles and inability to get pregnant. And sure enough, as I started to think about it, I realized that I had many, many, many of the other PCOS symptoms. They asked if I had any other questions and I was pretty stunned. I don't know what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting that diagnosis. I knew enough about it from my medical training that I didn't really have any questions on it. And I was just kind of trying to process it all. And so when I left, I just felt empty. Like there was no hope. I had gone to this doctor's appointment thinking, okay, they will figure this out for me. They will direct me to what I need to do to get pregnant. And instead they came back with, you have a diagnosis. We don't have much for you. We'll give you a referral to infertility, but start to prepare your mind that you may not be able to get pregnant. I remember feeling really emotionally heavy and I remember having a lot of fear about what lay ahead for my husband and I, as we tried to start a family, he was in the middle of medical residency. So he was extremely busy and preoccupied. And although he was supportive and on board with starting a family, I knew that our jobs and the nature of what we did was going to be a struggle to follow through with infertility treatment. So the next few days were filled with 
uncontrollable tears when I was alone and trying to act like I wasn't constantly thinking about this when I was with my husband and with other friends and family. The more I read about PCOS, the more upset I became about the whole thing. And at one low point, I was crying on the floor to my sister. I told her I was destined to be a fat, hairy, childless diabetic, and there was nothing I could do about it. I spent so many nights Googling at two in the morning, trying not to wake up my husband, things like chances of getting pregnant with PCOS or how to get pregnant with PCOS, infertility treatments for PCOS, and on and on and on. And at that time, this is almost nine years ago now, there was almost no information that came up with those Google searches. Today, you get a lot of information, not necessarily all true or good information. But at the time that I was Googling this, there was nothing. There was a few medical journal articles about what is PCOS. And that was it. So basically all of those searches said the exact same thing. PCOS is the number one cause of infertility of women. Thanks, Google. Clomid is the first line infertility treatment for PCOS, and it has a 12% success rate. What? 12%? I was more and more devastated the more I read. 12% chance of getting pregnant? After several rounds of Clomid, your doctor may suggest IUI and eventually IVF. Then if you do get pregnant, your doctor will likely monitor you closely as miscarriage rates are higher. And so is the risk of complications such as this gestational diabetes, pregnancy-induced high blood pressure, and preeclampsia, to name a few. My eyes would get wider and wider and the tears would just be rolling down my face. I felt like it was just this life sentence and nobody had anything that was helpful. That information from Google, reading medical journal articles about things like this, only told me what? There was nothing that could help. So after feeling miserable for many, many days, I was starting to just kind of get sick of feeling miserable. I decided that I didn't know what I was doing, but I had to do something. At that point, I felt relatively healthy. I had always taken pretty good care of my health. I ate lots of vegetables. I did exercise on occasion, but as I had gone through PA school, I had definitely become a little bit more focused on my work and less focused on my health. And I had some definite room to improve. Some of the reading I had done did talk about PCOS and a high risk of developing type 2 diabetes. This is all I had to go off of. And with the little information that I had, I basically put myself on a diabetic diet and did the same lifestyle adjustments that I would recommend for a diabetic patient. Now, Fast forward nine years, I know a lot more about it and I have fine-tuned those treatment plans considerably. But that turning point of deciding to do something has changed my life in more ways than just reversing my PCOS. First of all, over the four-month wait to see my infertility specialist, I dropped about eight pounds. For me, that was about 5% of my body weight. And I felt a lot better. My clothes fit better. My energy was up. The focus on I'm waiting to see the infertility specialist. I'm not trying to get pregnant right now. The relief from a break of trying, even though we weren't technically not trying, I felt lighter. I felt a little bit more relaxed and I felt well cared for because I was caring for myself. Being able to experience that was huge. And as I began to see the infertility specialist, you go through the initial assessments and they run their own gamut of tests. When I was about ready to go in the next day to actually start Clomid, actually, I think they were going to put me on Letrozole, but to really get started with the infertility treatments, I thought, oh, what the heck? My period's supposed to be three days from now. I'm just going to take a pregnancy test just so that as I get started on this, I know I'm not pregnant. 
And I took that test. And by that point in time, I had developed a way of taking a test and setting it down and not really looking at it because then I didn't have to really acknowledge the big fat negative right in my face. And I glanced at it and then I paused because something didn't quite look right. So I looked down and instead of saying not pregnant, that I was so used to seeing, the test said pregnant. I literally couldn't breathe. And even retelling this story makes me emotional because at that moment, I realized that my dream of becoming a mommy was going to come true. We went on to have a very healthy daughter and a fairly uneventful pregnancy. And with our next two, as we approached wanting to start trying for another, I simply really ramped up my lifestyle approach. And with both of them, we got pregnant the first month. But the gift that I got was not only the gift of becoming a mommy. It was the gift of realizing and learning and experiencing how amazing it felt to live in a body that responded to the care that I gave it, how important my mental thought and having a positive outlook had on my body. And now we're done having kids, but I still get to take the things that I learned in those four months with me. And over nine years, yes, I've gotten better at it. Was I perfect at it? Did I even know what I was doing? No, I had no idea what I was doing, but I made progress. And in some ways, not having so much information may have actually let me take action instead of getting lost in the sea of articles there are to read, opinions that there are now on the internet. Because at the time, PCOS felt like the worst thing in my life that it could have ever happened. But today, several years later, it's become an enormous gift in my life because I had to learn how to make my health a priority. I had to learn to listen to and take action of what my body needs. Today, I get the privilege of living in a body that works and functions the way I want. It's My body is strong and healthy and, and has the energy to keep up with my three kids and busy life and be a part of all of the sports and adventures that my family loves. This is my version of living my best life. And it doesn't involve restricting calories, counting points, or being obsessed with a scale or having any foods that are off limits. I've just learned what works for me. And today, one of my biggest joys from this journey is that now I get to watch hundreds of other women do the same thing. Being able to move past the medications, the symptoms, and the parts of PCOS that are holding them back so that they can create their version of their best life. In closing of this episode, I want to leave you with a new perspective and plant the seed of what truly made all the difference. Well, yes, I made some changes and took on some new actions that led to the results that I wanted. At the root of all of that was a mental shift. When I switched my focus from why me? How can this be happening? And I have no hope to, I don't know what's possible, but I know that I will only find peace and happiness by creating a loving and nourishing environment for my body and the best actions I know how so that no matter what the outcome is, I can feel at peace that I have given my body the best physical and emotional chance that I could. Pause the podcast for just a moment and let that idea of that mental shift sink in for you in your way. These words may feel shallow compared to the impact and the shift that they had for me. So go ahead and hit pause if you haven't already and close your eyes and just take a moment. Did you do it? Even play back that last 30 seconds or so and listen to that shift again. Let it sink in in your own way. This is your journey. I hope you find mine inspiring that this is possible, that you can do this even as an imperfect human like me, just doing my best to figure it all out and that you can create 
your best life possible, even with PCOS. If you've enjoyed this episode, then be sure to tap the subscribe button so that you get notified each time I release a new episode. And next week, we're going to be diving into symptoms versus labs and what it really means and what really matters when it comes to reversing your PCOS naturally. Until then, bye for now. Did you know that studies of PCOS epigenetics have shown that our environment can either worsen or completely reverse our PCOS symptoms? I believe that although PCOS makes us sensitive to our environment, it also makes us powerful. When we learn what our body needs and commit to providing those needs, not only do we gain back our health, but we grow in power just by showing up for ourselves. This is why I've created a guide for you to get started. My PCOS fertility meal guide can be found in the show notes below. I want to show you how to create an environment that promotes healing while still being able to live a life that you enjoy. This guide is completely free. So go get your copy now so that you can step into the vision that you have for your life and for your health.